0: With Fox's 911 Lone Star, the emergency is always on fire, sometimes literally. Here at Dispatching the 118, I want to take a slower, more careful approach, look at every detail with the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of firefighter Mateo. This week, Laura is out, but never fear, we have Justine here. Hello, happy to be back i'm so glad you could be here especially for this episode um it was a very uh intense one
1: (laughs) yeah there was there was a lot with this one yeah and shout out to laura for doing batman week at her job yeah it's probably chaos
0: i i can imagine it's probably similar to marvel Week, a marvel weekend considering there's that big dc versus marvel stuff whatever anyway (laughs)
1: We're thinking about you, Laura. You've got we this.
0: Are, we are. We are. We feel for you indeed. Um, I will preface this by saying I think last night's episode, well, because this is Tuesday evening, so it was last night's episode. It really hit me very hard because today marks 19 months since my other mom passed Um, I was raised by two moms and one of them passed 19 months ago. And so it was like bringing up all those feelings all over again. And I hadn't really fully processed all of them. You know, it's only been a year and a half. So it's like, uh, oh, it's just rough. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, that's wow. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. There
1: and there was so much there, but yeah, I can imagine if if you've gone through anything similar to this, like a parent, specifically a mother, loss so Yeah, this would this would definitely bring up a lot. Absolutely.
0: And honestly, like, not gonna lie, <laughs> when the first like clip plays and they're like, and it's it's the nine one one call that's that's cluing us into like what happened to Gwen, I literally was thinking. Of Harry Potter when Haggard gets angry at the Dursleys for saying that a car crash killed Lily and James Potter because I'm like, a bike, a bike killed Gwen? Like, that's right. so unreasonable. Of all the things. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I definitely thought that too like what a way and I mean I'm sure we'll get into it later I mean in terms of the writing choices but what what a choice like what a freak accident I mean obviously they do happen like you know I mean freak mm-hmm. accidents happen every day all the time but yeah I mean that was that was a choice And I mean I, mean, I guess I guess. Yeah, there wasn't really because they hadn't really teed up, you know, for example, like an illness or anything like they hadn't kind of Mm -hmm. put that in the water. So I guess at some point it, you know, would have had to be some kind of accident. But like still, yeah, like getting hit by a bike messenger. Like, yeah.
0: (laughs) So we might as well just talk about it now, like that writing choice, because I have pulled up on my phone um, an interview that Rob Lowe did regarding this story choice and oh that interview <laughs> yeah oh that interview and he said Roblo says we felt like this was the best resolve for her character's arc you know she lives in New York she has a significant other in New York she's just she's just had his baby the these are stories that certainly wouldn't fit the 911 Lone Star Texas universe she lives a separate life there so it had kind of run its course the question was what's the most fulfilling dramatic juicy thing or way to serve that story and you know there's nothing more dramatic than an unexpected death as opposed to her just being on the phone every sixth episode or something like that. Um you don't need anything dramatic. You don't need anything yeah. unexpected. Just let her live her New York life and we hear her on the phone every sixth episode or so. Like that is literally enough. Like yeah,
1: like was that really the worst thing to have a character like that who was kind of like <laughs> off-screen and I mean I know you guys have have talked about it too, but I mean, it, it seems like they might be doing something similar, like with Ryan Guzman on nine one one, like having him, you know, have his distance. But like, why would you not do something similar? Like, just leave her. Like, you know, there's really no. And like I said, you know, it's not like they had teed up like an illness, and like you know, they have to support her. Like, there was none of that, and. You know, I think in a lot of shows and movies I, in a lot of media, I mean, character deaths can definitely work like it can definitely, mm-hmm. you know, it can definitely work as a choice to, you know, push the story forward and, and you know, drive some of the, those character motivations. But this, to me, just feels really lazy, like, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, oh, we don't know what to do with her. Let's kill her. I mean, yeah,
0: it's very lazy and it's very unnecessary Um, and like. In my review, I talk about like how this created a moment for TK to grow and to be better than his addiction, which is good to see, but we don't necessarily need his mom to die in order for him to have that moment. Like it could have been that she suddenly got hurt and they have to go to New York and like, he's worried that she's going to die. Like that would have been enough. Like you didn't have to actually kill her.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think they kind of alluded to the fact that like they were going to, you know, further explore TK and his addiction. I mean, obviously, you know, they have um, previously addressed it and, and made that a part of his character. But yeah, I mean, to kind of and I mean, they, they even talked about, you know, it impacting his relationship with Carlos, right? That that's, you know, going forward this season, that's something they're going to look at is, you know, being, you know, the spouse of somebody Uh, who struggles with addiction, which I think that's a very compelling story. I think that's a very, um, I think that's a very necessary story. I like that choice. Did his mom need to die for us to get there? Probably not. I mean, addiction is addiction. Like, and yeah, certainly, you know, these major life events, like, like we were saying, you know, the death of a family member can bring those issues up. But was that the only way to, to kind of explore that
0: story? I, I don't know. I don't think so, but I feel like even if they had done something like him working on a patient and like losing this patient in like a big way, like that would have triggered his his fight or flight response to addiction. And he would have probably grabbed the bottles and been like, Hey, let's shoot up and like not feel. Yeah. But again, mommy dearest did not have to die. She was actually a really good character to have around every once in a while. And it's just, it was now (laughs) I'm
1: yeah now I mean I I, so when I first because I mean obviously that's how the last episode ended with you know TK getting the phone call that his mom had died I was wondering I, I, I the thought crossed my mind that you know maybe it was an issue of you know that Lisa Edelstein like maybe that was another vaccination issue like you know that she wouldn't get vaccinated and you know they gave her that choice but um, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, from what I've seen of her on social media, like mm-hmm. she doesn't, um, you know, like, you know, you guys have talked about, you know, like Rockman Dunbar and, and Ryan Guzman, like she doesn't, you know, if if she does have those views, she doesn't really share them on social media. So yeah. I wonder it also, just seems-
0: though, it might be she has another project in the works, which is possible. Like it, I thought I'm- that too, yeah,
1: and that she just kind of wanted out of mm-hmm. this contract and to say, yeah, you know what, I can't commit to kind of keep coming back for these, like, you know, couple episodes a season. Like, I kind of want to wrap this up. So, I mean, and that's fine. Like, I mean, that totally makes sense, but. yeah. Because-
0: Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, when actors do these kinds of roles where they're only on for, like, one episode a season, it's not financially beneficial for them to do that. Sure. Because it blocks them off for a certain amount of time where they could be doing a longer stint of a project and making more money versus this one episode of this show because their character was there from the beginning or whatever, and they suddenly aren't.
1: Absolutely. But but it it still seems to me... I mean, like we saw her, you know, we saw her already this season once, Mm -hmm. you know, coming to the firehouse with the baby and like, I don't know. I don't know if other fans would agree. To me, that was kind of enough. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. Lisa Edelstein's made her appearance this season. Like, you know, there's going to be 18 episodes. This is kind of good like I it's not like I'm gonna forget about her it's not like I'm gonna forget that she's TK's mom I I don't know but
0: there I mean there are fans that do like the idea of seeing TK as Jonah's brother and like getting to see him with a baby but I think that's kind of in that whole realm of you know and Laura and I've spoken about this but about the whole oh he's gay and it's so cute to see a gay man with a baby and it's just like okay okay I get that but like is that beneficial or moving the story forward in any way. No, okay, we can shelve that. Like I agree. I don't think we would have needed to see them again, but there are fans that are very loud. They're like, "I want to sure. see the baby." But even now we're not going to see the baby because baby's well, with Enzo. Like
1: Yeah. So that okay, so that this is an interesting thing that too. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, do you think they're going to like what do you think the future of the baby is like like you said he's with Enzo do you think that like do you think we're gonna see like because I, I I had thought that thought too I was like I wonder if they've written themselves into a corner like now they just have this random baby like to deal with like that was what like I don't know
0: yeah I, again, like and then just always gonna have a baby
1: like I, I like
0: I don't here's know the thing it doesn't make sense to bring this baby back because Owen's not the father. So it's not like the baby would come visiting his dad or whatever. Right. Like, and his brother would ideally, since his brother is an adult, he would travel to go visit the child himself. So like he would do it off screen. So it's like, I don't quite understand that process idea. Um, yeah. They could have kept her alive and just been like, had her off screen, but still shown Jonah on screen. And like, sure. like, you know, mom's off with Enzo on a date. Carlos and I are babysitting or something. Yeah, that would have been like a great, that. Yeah, that would have made a great
1: like, you know, road trip episode or like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like
0: a really good visit to New York episode versus let's fly yeah. for a funeral. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then almost die in a plane crash on the way. Like, Let, let's talk about this
0: plane crash. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I did give this episode four and a half stars because it was a well-executed episode. Did I think a plane crash or plane engine failure was necessary? No, but I, ironically, they still managed to work it out perfectly to where it didn't seem too outlandish or crazy, um, mm. and it did it did juxtaposo- juxtapose really well with the story of the flashbacks with the rehab and him feeling sick on yes. the plane because he's yeah coming down off of a high like that yeah. yes but literally that's the fire of this episode is an engine yeah yeah and this woman gets sucked out of a window I'm like
1: oh my what? god yeah it, oh lord it was a little, I have to say, it was a little bit gratuitous, kind of on top of like, mm-hmm. what else they were trying to do, like, because I, I agree, I think that was probably some of the, well, the strongest parts of the episode were those flashbacks and kind of that contrast when he was, you know, when TK was like, so ill, right, when he was just at that peak of, of you know, withdrawal, and I, I thought that they handled that really well, but I mean, yeah, to have the play, like, I, I, I don't know, I... I feel like there there would have been a way to, like, handle it. That it's just, like, a normal flight, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, does, does something really have to go wrong? I don't know. Like you said, I mean, they have to include a fire somewhere, but, like... They didn't even have know, to include have... a fire. There was episodes well... this season where we <laughs> didn't have any fires. That's true but... enough. No, but if you wanted to do... I mean, you could have, like, cut back to the 126. Mm-hmm. Like, now we're fighting a fire. I don't know. That could have been, like, your B story if you wanted. Like, I don't know. Yeah
0: honestly it it was a bit much (laughs) honestly the b story could have been just nancy and and tommy exploring whether or not tk stole drugs like that was that was enough of a b story because nancy was so nancy loves tk as a friend so much that she's like i don't want to come to you about this but like i'm nervous that he did do something yeah and and some drugs
1: yeah, and she obviously has like his welfare in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that I mean having worked in psychiatry and addictions, like I actually think that's a very real situation that many loved ones of people with addictions are in, right? Like that conflict of like I don't want to be throwing around accusations, you know, that you've relapsed, mm-hmm. but also like I want you to be safe, I want you to be healthy. And I like that a lot and and I agree. I I wish that they would have like expanded on that more. They I feel like they kind of like Oh yeah, we'll count. Oh yeah, it's fine. And then they kind of, I don't know, it was like very like short, but uh, yeah, I I always feel Nancy gets like the short end of the straw, right? Like like, we get, we get these glimpses of such an amazing Mm -hmm. character, but then they never, you know, they never really give her a lot of screen time, which, which is too bad because they should.
0: And honestly, we didn't need, like you said, we didn't need that plane crash on top of him dealing with the grief of his mother passing. And I like think that it would have been a good enough story to just explore the dynamic of being on an airplane while you are going through it with grief yes, and having to be on that public stage and being like, okay, well, I can't act too abnormal because then people are going to be like, what's wrong with that guy? Right. And give me the attention. I don't want, like, we didn't need that extra engine failure thing because like it. I I don't know and I guess maybe it was because they didn't really want them to end up in New York at her funeral which again that's shitty like (laughs) like I
1: know come on like you're randomly (laughs) killing her in a freak accident like you don't even get her family back for the funeral
0: like come on like like it could have easily been you know snapshot of TK and Owen on the flight talking about her with that with the seatmate lady and like TK not wanting to be part of that conversation and getting up and going off or whatever. And then they cutting to the one twenty six, and then we don't see TK and Owen again until they come back, which would have been totally fine. We don't necessarily need to see the funeral. We know that it's happening. Yeah. Um, we don't need to see New York. We know it exists. Yes. It's, it's one of those things that like this show, and this is one of my biggest critiques of it, Um, is that it's just slams us one after the other with crazy, ridiculous things. And it's going to happen again next week with Paul and his health. And I'm just like, yeah, we need need a breather. Can we, can we just, this episode could have just been us crying our eyes out for an hour because we're sad that Gwen is dead. (laughs) Like we didn't need the extra ness of the flight. And
1: it's it's interesting you say that because yeah, I I have found in comparing Lone Star to 911, I mean 911 does definitely get into these moments and especially maybe in the more recent seasons, but like yeah, that idea of like like they really kind of like keep upping the ante, right? Like they mm-hmm. keep, you know, upping the craziness of like whatever, you know, situation they're in. And I I mean it it works if you do it not that often but I think mm-hmm. if like that's your show like I mean stuff Then stuff gets lost in translation and that's you know like I mean Nancy like I say is, is a good example of that like you know then you're kind of doing that but at the expense of like actually giving some of these characters like screen time right and letting mm-hmm. them you know letting them have their moment like if you're just always focused on like these crazy scenarios like yeah, I don't know. And I mean, if you think about it, too, I mean, in first response, not that these crazy things don't happen, like they obviously do, but like, the vast majority of that job is like, you know, pretty mundane stuff, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's hard to make an entire show about that. But again, then that's an opportunity to go back to your characters and and give right. them that spotlight. So it's tough. I feel like, like Lone Star more than nine one one has kind of struggled to find that balance. And as you said, I mean, it looks like (laughs) next week's episode, it's going to be the same. And, uh, I do, (laughs) I
0: I honestly think instead of TK dealing with that, desire to want to go back to the drugs because that's what he was dealing with on the plane and like what he was dealing with in the rig right as his father found him and then shoved him onto a plane. I think it would have been more beneficial to his character growth, even though that character growth was executed really well with this episode. And we did get to see him grow beyond that initial desire for the drugs by focusing on this woman instead Um, I think it would have been just as beneficial or impactful if it had been, you know, Carlos had seen him doing something a little shady with the rig and gone to him. And then they had a conversation about it. And it would have then grown into that whole story that they somehow want to do with Carlos. Right. That they're wanting to explore. Right. With Carlos being the partner of someone who has an addiction like Carlos hasn't experienced that yet with him and I'm like this no. would have been the perfect opportunity yes to really jumpstart that um and it would give Carlos more of a role in this episode than just the doting boyfriend who's there to to pat his leg and like give him a hug every now and again like <laughs> that's literally and all then the big did.
1: dramatic reunion at the end
0: yeah and right. I mean and I
1: mean I know you guys have talked about that too with Carlos I mean he's another character that I think the show kind of struggles to know what to do with like mm-hmm. i don't know they have it there he's tk's partner and uh, yeah and again he's proven many times that he is a great actor he is able to carry that role so well and, and yet yeah they just they just don't let him they just don't let him like you know let loose and show that and i agree i think if you've if you've teased that this is a story like you want to explain, like explore that being a partner of someone with addiction yeah like and this is the other thing Lone Star because they focus on these like big like dramatic moments you kind of lose that continuity right like you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to kind of it's hard to set up those storylines and like you know where you can kind of see like it grow throughout a season like it like things you know storylines just kind of get thrown out and it's yeah, it's hard.
0: <laughs> I, I I agree. I no, no no I agree. I'm laughing because I agree. Um, and again, I I'm in this Lone Star group chat now with some people that are also fans, and and I love it because one of them is. Um, you know, lives in India. And she's like, Marjan is very good representation for me. She's like, I never see myself yeah. on television. Yeah. And, and so today we were talking about Carlos and about how he always blames himself for things that happen sure. with him and TK. Yeah. So like yes. when the, fa- when the apartment caught fire, he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't have a fire extinguisher in the bedroom. Like he's like blaming this. And then, and then, you know, at the tarmac, he says, you know, I, I just thought I was never going to see you again. And then I thought, oh, I'm the one that put him on that plane. And it's like, okay, can we explore why Carlos has so much guilt? Yeah. And yes. so as yeah. fans, we were sitting there discussing what could have caused all his guilt. And so many of us are like, okay, um, we understand Catholicism. His family is super Catholic. Catholic. There you go. Yeah, Catholicism is based on guilt. Like the lower level is guilt. (laughs) Like you feel guilty about everything. Yeah, and they're like, that's a very compelling story. Like, And, and the girl that's in our group that's, you know, that lives in India, she's like, and also he's a, he's a brown boy. Brown boys are all, brown people are always just guilty for existing. And, you know, and it's just like, and she meant it as kind of a joke, but also kind of seriously. And and I agree, like people of color just have that underlying guilt of, okay, I haven't done enough to be seen as equal in the eyes of everybody else, you know? And so like, I think it would be cool for them to explore Carlos and like, why he has those, those knee-jerk reactions to crisis. Um, but also what made him into that sweet, loving man that he is, because he is a rock that, that he is a rock that TK can lean on. Not Carlos, Carlos can, I mean, Carlos can lean on himself, but you know, it, it would be great to explore him. And I want to see that as much as I love TK, um, I honestly am tired of TK um I love him Also,
1: what about having what about having TK challenge some of that stuff though to be like man Mm -hmm. why are you always like like having him step in and be like wait a minute like having a moment of like objectively that's not your fault like where again like you said where is that guilt coming from like right let's unpack that like
0: and, and honestly, and I, yeah. and guys, you heard it here. And, um, honestly, um, I, you will never hear it again. Um, I'm going to say, I didn't hate Owen this episode. Um, <laughs> I know neither did I. Yes. Um, yeah, he because was... he was very, he reserved. was more bearable. He was very reserved yes. this episode. Like, yes, he was there and yes, he helped TK with that woman, but like he let TK call the shots. He let TK wow. use his EMT training to their benefit. Um, and, and I mentioned this in my review where I said that um, when he's talking to that woman in the seat, it's very telling of what kind of role he's going to play in this whole story because he says my son's mother he doesn't say my ex-wife he doesn't say my my wife or whatever he says my son's mother he makes it about TK because he knows TK is the one that is the focus of this that he's worried about TK because you see it in his eyes when TK gets up to go to the bathroom he's like oh my god is my son gonna go shoot up in the bathroom like yeah you know that's at the front of his mind even though he's never going to say it to TK because he also knows TK gets defensive and he's like not gonna go that route but it was very refreshing to see Owen pull back and not demand attention this episode yes I agree
1: yeah and I think you know I think you know I think it was last season where you know they they kind of explored Owen and Gwen's relationship right and they had you know when Gwen came to Austin like they you know and I mean I don't know for me, some of it worked, some of it didn't, but I thought that they, you know, they kind of, in my view anyway, they actually kind of wrapped it up quite nicely. And I think where they left it was in, was in a good place. And when she went back to New York, so yeah, I was impressed that um, like you said, that, that the focus of this was on TK because um, I, I kind of had that thought too. At the beginning, I was like, Oh, is this going to be like both of them kind of looking back and reflecting on Gwen? And then I was like, is it going to become another Owen show? But obviously it didn't and I think and I think it worked really well too I think um yeah I think uh, and you know considering where they want they're wanting TK's character to go I think that that made a lot of sense but I agree yeah he was he was very oh it was very bearable this episode he was very and I think if this is how his character always was like that kind of not I don't want to say toned down but like you know more reserved more you know I, I think that that's where that character really shines, not, you know, constantly wanting the spotlight for himself. And, you know, it's like the Owen show 24-7, I think. Yeah. I also,
0: <laughs> Laura, if you're listening, you owe me five dollars because you thought he was going to say I could fly the plane. So he didn't. And <laughs> M- you owe me five dollars. Could you
1: imagine? Could I... you imagine if that's what they had done? That's honestly that would have taken me right out of it I would have been like (laughs) we're done we're done I I, you know what there was a moment I kind of wondered I was like oh what are they gonna do but I honestly to be fair I
0: I when she made this bet I did say I was like yeah okay I'll make that bet but like I'm pretty sure he's gonna say something like that because I because he's so consistent with how he reacts to things that we're just like oh yeah he's gonna like he's gonna cowboy up that shit he's gonna be like yeah whatever but he doesn't and so it's like okay Owen I have a slight bit of respect for you it's only going to last this episode but I respect you because you're being a father first in this episode yeah and not a I'm a captain of a firehouse and I know everything. And everything's <laughs> about me all the time, every second. And yeah. honestly, it's like you said, it's not necessarily that he needs to be toned down. It's that if he was the type of captain like Bobby Nash on the original 911 was, it would be so much more of a smoother story, and I wouldn't be as yeah, upset about him being around because. For those of you listening that don't watch the original Bobby is a character that he leads by example and he, you know, he exudes this confidence in his team that he trusts their decision when they make a decision. He's like, okay, as long as you guys don't fuck it up, like I'm cool with whatever. And, Owen's not like that. Owen is very much I have to control every situation and by that he ends up becoming the center of it. And so it's like very annoying and frustrating and not very yeah. likable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and hmm. the other thing too, I mean I don't know if I'm going to explain this right, but the thing with Bobby on 911, like his leadership style is very much like shoulder to shoulder, like mm. he is one of his team like he is, like, with them, whereas Owen very much leads from the front. Like, okay, team, like, we're going to go do this now. Like, and like, I don't know, in an emergency context, especially, I mean, I don't know. There's, I can't think of many contexts where you want that kind of leadership, but, like, especially in, like, an emergency situation, I, I feel like Bobby's leadership style makes a lot more sense. And, yeah, and then, like I said, you get you know that you get these moments of that you know the spotlight is always on Owen. I mean the, the premier four episodes were kind of emblematic of this and like especially mm-hmm. with the whole I hate to even bring it up but the whole like migrant storyline that they had and like okay yeah. guys like I mean like I mean it was too much. I like I you it know I mean aside from and, and we talked about that the last time I was here about you know just the Just the blatant white saviorism of that storyline and like, oh, I'm a white man, like I'm gonna save you all. I mean, there's just so many problems with that. But I actually think that that was a really great illustration of the kind of leader that this character is, or at least thinks of Mm -hmm. himself as. And yeah.
0: it's it's as as the great serious black once said if you want to know a measure of a man don't look at how he treats his equals look at how he treats his um inferiors yes that storyline it's so true though it really does like because you're going to treat your equals Like they are golden and, you know, turn water into wine, but like someone that you feel is beneath you and is inferior to you, then you're not going to treat them the same way. Like, so like you, it's a very good indication. And unfortunately that migrant storyline was a very good indication where he thinks that he needs, they need his help, like that they can't survive without him. And it's just like, so that's not how this works.
1: (laughs) I have I am still bitter <laughs> about that storyline like I, listen I'm still, I'm still bitter, bitter about it too
0: <laughs> it's fine majority oh. of the fandom is still bitter about that storyline because a, a lot of choice. a lot of the fans are people of color and so like they yeah, felt yeah. like that storyline was extremely prejudiced against them and I'm just like yeah. I I'm a white woman and I see what you're saying like it was very, 100%. very stereotypical. well stereotypical. That was what it was. It was also, very stereotypical. Yeah,
1: it was. And you also can't have it both ways. Like you can't have a show where you're like, look at like, you know, our amazing diversity of main characters and then put a storyline like that. I mean, it just doesn't work, right? Like, right? yeah. Anyway, I'm, I apologize for the tangent. I'm still, no, no, no. Especially
0: <laughs> if you have someone like Mateo on your team, it's like, okay, he's uh, a dreamer. He's a dreamer, yes. so technically That's whole story. he's similar to these migrant farmers that you found randomly in the woods, so it's like, so wait, what's the difference between Mateo and these people, according yeah. to your viewpoint of yes. the world? Like, yeah. alright, Lone Star, Ugh. like, you need to figure out how you're gonna write this, because it's yeah. not it. And it sucks that Mateo doesn't get a story, like, ever. No. He and that's what
1: to I was just get gonna to get say. one. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I that's what just what I was gonna say. This show is sleeping on Mateo. I mean, that character has so much freaking potential. Like mm-hmm. there are literally like an infinity, there is an infinity amount of stories you could tell with that character. And they refuse. And like you said,
0: the, this is season three, nothing. Like the most we've gotten from him was last season at the end of the season. He got put in a different firehouse and they saw his worth. And we got to yes. see a little bit of that at the beginning of this season. And he was yes. being appreciated. I'm like, okay, put him back in that firehouse. Cause I yeah. want that Mateo because he gets appreciated yes. for who he is. And it's like, okay owen you think you're this great person but really i'd rather judd be the captain of this firehouse than you and that's you know horrible (laughs) i actually that's such a good point i actually think and
1: obviously we didn't see much of judd this episode but that's actually such a good point judd would actually make such a better captain of this squad like that would make so much more sense to me like and then, and, and then Owen could just hang out in his warm cabin in the woods and like,
0: whatever, like wait to rescue more people like that and, seems to be where he shines like leave him not there. to and not to bring it back to the beginning of this season. But th- that was a really good indication of the type of leader that Judd is, you know, Judd was being told you have to leave like this isn't safe. And Mateo's like, no, bro those are our people in there. And he's like, all right, yeah, you're right. You're right. And so it was like, okay, he's listening to Mateo. One, that's a step above Owen. Um, And two, he's saying, okay, you know, how can we, what can we do to help this situation? How can we make this better for the ones that we're trying to save, which in this case was Paul. Um, And as much as we didn't see it you know he was also thinking of marjan he's like where's marjan where is 100%? she?" he was like, the only one who mentioned her right the whole he was the only
1: one who even was like hey like where'd she go is, then, he's like he's
0: like is marjan still with the cap up in the cabin and they're like probably i haven't seen her and so he's like okay and then it's not until paul wakes up and he's like oh where's marjan guys like where is she like yeah where'd she, she go yeah i know and but again, Judd has, but Judd's consistently like this. It's not just in that big crisis that they were in that Judd was like this. He's always like this. He's always making sure the team is on the same page and making sure they're doing what's best and most productive for the team and the crisis at hand.
1: And I think this (laughs) season too, I mean, they've done so much with just him as a character I mean between I mean I will admit I was skeptical of like the long lost um, storyline like when they mm-hmm. first brought that like I fully admit as a fan I was like oh I don't know this is getting like pretty soap opery. but actually they mm-hmm. made it work really well you know and again I thought that was a great moment for his character and yeah I anyway this episode really missed him and grace i was really sad not to have grace in this episode i i obviously right. i understand you can't have everybody but oh man did i miss did i miss those two
0: this episode? I, I, I really did and and you it's like you don't realize you're gonna miss them until they're not there and then you see you saw we got to see judd for like a fraction of a second in yes. the firehouse while they were glued to the tv to see if the plane was gonna land properly but it's just like okay I want more than that. Like where's, yeah. where's my Judd and Grace also, banter? Like I need Yeah. That.
1: Okay. So it's funny you bring that up too because what are your thoughts? Because I have very strong opinions about this. I don't know if okay. you do. What are your thoughts on like having those kind of like newscasts like breaking news? And then you have like the situation unfolding on the TV. I because I will tell you, I hate it. It takes me I, right out of the story. Like, I don't I like it either.
0: I okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't like it either because in my opinion, it's like you're trying too hard um, because it's like, yes, um, you can have one. You can't have both. And I think you can still show them worried, but like have them be near a phone and they're like waiting for word from somebody who's near the situation. To, to give them an update, like, oh, I don't know, Carlos, who's in Austin. Yes. Wait, yeah. again, who's, who wait a minute, Ma- wait a minute. How did he get to Austin so fast? That's what I want to know. I mean, this is the question. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so true. But wait, I mean, wait, how far is Austin from? Well, I guess, well, wait, are they in Austin? No, they're in Austin, right? Oh, yeah, so I guess I guess it just turned around. and. But from my back. understanding...
1: I mean, I'm Canadian, so I'm completely the wrong person to ask. My understanding is that Austin's fairly big and like to get to the airport, like it's, it's a fairly
0: no massive city. I understand and, like, that, but I was just like, I was thinking that when they went up in the air that they landed in a different airport in Texas, like they had flown a little bit of distance. Like I totally forgot that like oh, the actual location I think, location yeah, I think is they just Austin. went back to
1: Austin. Yeah. I just think they like, just went. Yeah. Just,
0: like, Which also, I, again, that was chaotic that was, and confusing. So yeah. like, again, not no but that's problem. actually
1: another yeah but that's another good point because I thought that too I was like again I don't know much about aviation I mean you know I I'm trained as a nurse but I was like would that even be possible like wouldn't you want to land at the closest airport like not necessarily like a I, like I don't know magic timey wimey stuff but to me I was like I don't know. Did it really happen not- that quick? Like yeah, I thought they because were a it didn't further seem- along in the journey. Yeah, so to me, I was like, it didn't I don't seem know. like it you happened at an airport.
0: Like, well, to me, it didn't seem like it happened right after they got up in the air. Right and I'm not a hundred percent sure on where Austin and Dallas are in relation to each other in Texas, because uh, Texas is big and I don't know where. Yeah, Again, Canadian. Texas.
1: No idea. Um,
0: <laughs> I, And I'm, I'm directionally challenged. So like, I'll say I'm yeah. going up to Florida and I'm literally going down to Florida. Right. I'm directionally <laughs> challenged, but I'm like, wouldn't they have like landed in say Dallas? I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. maybe it's just, like I'm just I like, thought I don't know. Like, it's just the timing of the episode doesn't make a lot of sense which I guess no. again that's not the focus of the episode but it's right yeah but it doesn't matter but still but that was what I was thinking I was like wait how is Carlos there because in my head I was like this is a different airport but it wasn't it was the same airport they took off from so Carlos never left but then that's another thing don't you
1: leave I mean I, again I don't know how it is in the states but in Canada I mean they're very you know they're very uh, strict about you know you drop somebody off like you leave immediately well, like they don't let people hang Carlos was gonna get on another around.
0: plane remember? Carlos was gonna meet them. No anymore. I know but like. If he had a yeah, ticket for another again, flight they'd let him hang out. That's how American. That's true. That's how yeah. American airports work. I guess
1: that's how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah I was. Just, I don't know. It just it didn't still, make any sense. Yeah
1: <laughs> still very odd. But then, but then to go back to the news thing like to me I mean that's <laughs> I guess maybe unless you're watching CNN or, like, another, like, 24-hour network, that's not really how it works. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, most, you know, newscasts aren't like, oh, look, a plane is, like, actively well, falling. Like, if
0: it did happen near Austin and they just never, like, maybe they got up in the air and then the engine failed and it just was in limbo for, like, <laughs> the whole point of the episode I can. Then, then technically it would be breaking news on an Austin local news page you know cast I, but still yeah, I suppose. But still I think it's even I that, still think though, it's dumb I, but either way I still think it's dumb
1: <laughs> but even like again I mean I think you know I mean I watch you know my local nightly news every night and those kind of stories are like you know this happened earlier today <laughs> and like I mean if there's footage there's footage or they'll just show a bunch <laughs> of like first responders like walking around like so yeah. It, uh, anyway, that always takes it out. I mean, if you, I can't recall what season it was, but in nine one one, when uh, when Buck had got shot and was like kind of trapped underneath that, that fire truck, it was kind of the same thing. And you had like all the dispatchers like gathered around, and I was like, this is just not what like they would do. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's it's. It's a very specific, Yeah. It's a very specific <laughs> TV thing, but every time it happens, like I just get irrationally angry about it. So I like,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> I can, I can completely understand. And I honestly don't think that newscasts like that have any place in any television show unless of course it's a show that has nothing to do with those emergencies in sure. general. So like, for example, um, this week, on the Connors, there's going to be a shooting in the neighborhood, and they everyone is like quarantined to their houses. That situation, having a newscast in that situation makes sure, sense yeah. because like they yeah, aren't. I can see that there. So like, of course, there's going to be a newscast about the shooting in their neighborhood. So like,
1: yeah, because yeah, because otherwise makes the sense. story is just yeah, because otherwise it's just them <laughs> hanging out in their house, <laughs> which is what would really happen. But for television, I mean that doesn't that doesn't really necessarily make for great television. Is like right so it's just it, kind of hanging
0: out yeah it just it depends on yeah I, I but I do agree
1: context. yeah I do
0: agree it was kind of ridiculous because here's the thing they were watching it on the news and Carlos was watching it on the news but I'm like but Carlos is close enough that he's seeing it so I was like why is yeah, he watching it on the tv yeah. why isn't he standing yeah. at a window at watching the, window the plane or come back yeah. like it doesn't make sense. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, I get it. That wasn't the point. That that definitely wasn't. Was the not the point of the point episode. Of the episode was dead. not. Was not definitely. Um, a moment. <laughs> but I I will say I did get extremely emotional about this episode. Like I said, I lost my mother yeah. recently yeah. enough that it hits. But I lost my grandmother a month before my mother. So like. It was just like double whammy emotions because I'm like feeling all that. And and Gwen was a good mom. And like I understand when TK was talking about dim sum and all that, I was just like, it made me think of my grandmother because we would always go to the diner for dinner whenever I'd go visit her. And so like anytime I go to a diner, I'm just like, hey (laughs) non, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like there's that thing. And I was like, Well, now I want some dim sum. (laughs) Like Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that totally makes sense.
1: I mean, you know, there's a concept in grief that, you know, every, every time, you know, you lose someone or something important, you know, even if it's like a significant relationship, for example, every time that happens, it brings back all the previous losses you've ever experienced. Like that is a thing. And absolutely. I mean, even seeing it like portrayed in fiction, I mean, uh, yeah it'll definitely bring that all back so yeah this episode was was not for let's say for people who have recently lost someone because it very much because it very much you know you know delved into those themes and while I think some people maybe will find it helpful if they're a bit further removed I think those more recent losses I think you might find it fairly painful understandably
0: I, yeah and I think also um you know and of And a friend of mine, she brought up a good point too, that like people that lost family that lost their mother when they were young, it affects them too, because that whole conversation about. Jonah's never gonna know mom and it's just like that broke me because I was just like listen I can't imagine not having those memories that I have with my mother like I can't imagine living that life but I do know that there are people that end up having to live that existence where their parents died when they were a baby or or even younger or a little bit older you know and but young enough that they didn't have very many memories of that person and it's like it's one thing to have those personal memories yourself, where you remember actually participating in that memory, yeah. but like for someone to be telling you secondhand those memories of that loved one, it's a whole different ballgame. And like,
1: absolutely,
0: TK saying that his life will always be broken, and I'm just like, oh, oh like yeah. that hurts, <laughs> like you know, and 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 that final scene with um, her at the airport, the final scene with her at the airport where she said this, I've gone with you as far as I can go. Yeah. You have oh. to go on your own now. It was just like, oh my God. Like it, yes, it was from the past, but like it very much fit the now with her passing away. Yeah. Like that was her quote unquote, goodbye message to TK. He was yeah. remembering her saying that to him and that he and has he, to
1: continue now without her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's ah that stuff gets you <laughs>
1: yeah oh man no a hundred percent and like I know I you know when he made that comment about about his brother I mean that is such a traumatic thing I mean that I mean that impacts people their whole lives in real life right when you're in that situation of you know losing a parent like you know before you can remember them I mean oh I yeah I, like it's devastating it's Yeah, I can imagine.
0: And I do, I did worry going into this episode that as with Lone Star's track record for not always getting it right, I was worried that they weren't going to do the grief process justice. And I feel like at least the initial part of the process, they've done really well. Now I really hope that they keep it up and that it's not just another drop thing because TK is not going to just go home and- forget about this he's not gonna just be okay yeah I just live his life yeah and I really hope that they continue to explore that this season because it is something that's going to change him for the rest of his life trust me I know absolutely (laughs) and
1: yeah 100% and I mean I think hopefully I mean like we've talked about you know what they've alluded to with him and Carlos I mean hopefully that will be a venue that you know they kind of continue that conversation and that um, you know just that character development because yeah I completely agree and I think it, it to be fair I mean it's not just Lone Star but I, I do think that you know when it comes to a lot of TV shows like that can sometimes happen like you know a character will have like a really big moment or like a really significant loss like this and then it'll just kind of never be brought up again which I you know I wish I, I wish that it, it, it wasn't like that you know I I think I think there's a lot there I mean I think yeah I, I I agree I I hope that they're going to kind of stick with with TK and kind of walk on this journey because yeah it, it doesn't go away overnight this isn't a like you know oh the person dies and that's and there kind are going to be random things
0: on. and there's going to be random things for the rest of his life that are going to make him think of that 100%,
1: person. 100% yeah you know, and that will I, bring that loss back mm-hmm. you know like yeah
0: Absolutely. Like every, my grandfather was a um, coin collector and he, nice. for each of his grandchildren, he created a coin collection for each of us. So my sister nice. had quarters. I, my other sister got dimes. My other sister got pennies and I got nickels. And as we were at, when he first started them was about 10 or so years before he passed away. And so like, he tried to get us involved in the process of like understanding what, coins are important and which ones are just like, okay, that's just an everyday coin, just like, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, and, you know, and to this day, if I see a Buffalo nickel, I have to pick it up or I have to keep it. I cannot spend it because even though I have enough Buffalo nickels in my coin collection already... It's an, important coin. Yeah. it's an important coin and it's a, it's not a rare, rare coin, but it's one of those special nickels yeah. that like you're supposed to keep an eye out for. And so like, it makes me think of my grandfather and it's like, I want TV to show those things. They don't always do that. And I wish yeah. they would, um, yeah. because it does connect us a lot more d- deeply to a story like that. Um, like I would love in like, the end of the season TK and Carlos are out for dinner or something like that and they're like let's go do dim sum for my mom you know like something stupid like that like it would be beautiful it doesn't even have to be big it's just be that little thing you know yeah but and you wouldn't even
1: need to I mean because I think that's sometimes what what shows will do is like like they'll have to show like a big flashback to like give an additional context But you're right with the dim sum. I mean, we've already seen that. So I agree. I think that would be a great moment to like, you know, maybe in the, well, hopefully it's more than one episode, but in the episode where they go on, on that journey with the two of them, like that would actually be a really great resolution to it is that they go for dim sum and that's like a Mm -hmm. callback, you know, like that's a memory. That's a connection that, that he has with his mother and his mother's memory. I, yeah. I think yeah. that would be great. 911 Lone Star Writers, if you're listening, we can help.
0: <laughs> Which they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave you a free seed. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Brian Michael Smith, Ronan son. If you guys listen to this, like tell your writers what to do. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I rated this four and a half stars. What would you rate this episode, Justine?
1: I, I, I'm with you. I'd probably go between four and four and a half stars too. Yeah. This was definitely, I think a, a stronger episode in the series. I think it really, um, aside from the chaos of the plane crash <laughs> and a woman going through the window, um, I, I think it was, it was really great. I think they got a lot of things right. So yeah.
0: Little, little, little thing. The woman that put the suitcase on the open window. What's Justine she was a from a super, superstar. I'm so glad you yeah. know who she was because I was like oh did you know right who away. that was I was just like that's the woman that likes to pretend she's a sexual deviant and she's not
1: <laughs> Justine, the woman who shares my name a woman after um, my own heart
0: <laughs> the other little thing from this episode before we go is Mateo grabbing Nancy's hand I my my roommate she was like, oh my God, I kind of shipped that. And I was like, absolutely not. No, no. Nancy is queer representation. Thank you. She needs a girlfriend. And she's like, what do you True mean? Enough. She goes, what do you mean? I go, she played softball in high school. Most softball players from high school are gay in some way." No, fair enough. I, I'm fine to ship them platonically. I, I think that's a oh, really yeah. beautiful friendship. Well, I think. Yeah. And Nancy needs more friends. Like right now, she just I has agree. TK. Like she needs more friends. Yeah. And Matteo needs better friends because the friends that he, he used to live with were terrible. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. They. They need to. They need to be together as friends. I, I completely support that friendship, and I think we need to see. As I said, I think we need to see more of both of
0: those characters. So we do. They they need their own story. Like let them have an episode that's Nancy and Mateo going on some crazy adventure or something.
1: Yeah, like a friend adventure, exactly. Let's make. They come it across happen. a medical emergency. They <laughs> fix it. Hundred percent. I'm 100%. totally down for that. Hundred
0: percent. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in for Laura this week, Justine. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I, I'm happy to come back anytime. I'm, I'm always ready to, to talk to you guys. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, bye guys. Bye.